What is good, everyone? Rating the Kingdom, episode 149. It's our 2024 NFL Combine preview. Coach and I are here tonight on the eve of the NFL Combine. Yep, check out the Rating the Kingdom hoodies. Rating actually, the Kingdom hoodies, man. I uh, dropped a link in the chat uh, from our boy DC Pro Custom Tees if you want to get your own. I suggest getting a size bigger. This is a medium, and it's a little bit tight. Um, little bit but tight. It's, the large oh, is a little tight on me, too. Yeah, so maybe uh, that that'll be our recommendation is to go. You, I'm way. digging the Arrowhead West in the back though. Looks good. It's it's no. So it says Allegiant Stadium in the back. Arrowhead Those. West. That's what I, your head's blocking it. So all I see is stadium. So yeah. I'm seeing Arrowhead West Stadium. No, but I yeah, saw that yeah. lovely rendition that Clark Hunt released of your new Arrowhead Stadium that doesn't have a dome, which makes a ton of sense because it's always freezing there. It's football, but, you weather, know, buddy. We're not. Yeah, I mean, if you go with the advantage, or that's the advantage for you, then go for it. Yeah, um, we'll just keep coming to Vegas and win Super Bowls. It's fine. Knock it off. That's done. That's not happening again. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so uh, where we're at now, uh, this is a super exciting time. We're finally kind of done with the regular season chatter. I know Coach could have gone on the last season for months because he won the Super Bowl. I, of course, am ready to get at your stadium. Into... Yep. You're just making me sad right, right off the rip. Um, we're starting um, the offseason stuff, but... You are a draft guy. This is your time, Coach. Your time to shine. Coach is currently working on our RTK Top 50 uh, draft board, so that's going to have our Top 50 guys. I'm going to kind of leave it up to Coach unless he does something egregious. Then I'll have to step in. That's for another episode. So, Yeah, that's, that's going to be in the future here. Obviously, we have to uh, <clears throat> kind of do our uh, – see the combine, see the results, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Most people can pretty much pick out the Top 5. Uh, without necessarily having to do the combine. Uh, but, you know, we're going to do 50, right? So we need to have a little bit more research into it. Exactly. Um, so the combine's going down right now in Indianapolis. As I mentioned in the last episode, Coach and I uh, could have been there, scheduling issue on my part, some work stuff. But I just threw the schedule up on the screen real quick for you there. If you look on with your tiny eyes, you know, right now we're on Wednesday, February 28th. And... Um, Thursday, the first on-field workout begins. That's the D-line, and then it kind of trickles down where we got the defensive backs and the tight ends on Friday, uh, running backs, quarterbacks, and wideouts on Saturday, and then the following day, the offensive line, they're going to go later on. Um, and then Coach is going to take her for one minute as I address a uh, child issue. I'll be right back. Coach, talk yeah, to we, people. We, the, the good thing about at the coach's house is there is no kids to deal with, so – we each picked a group of players that we wanted to um, pay special attention to. These are all guys that we believe our teams can get. Um, so I am going to start that off now. Chiefs, as we know, we're obviously picking at the end of the first round. Just to catch you up, I let them all know that we picked three players that we – wanted to pay special attention to and that we think our teams have a good chance of potentially getting and that could be a fit for our teams correct so correct. for me i am going to start it off with troy franklin a wide receiver wide receiver from oregon he's a junior redshirt junior big guy he's 6'3 187 probably will put on i would imagine he's probably going to come and weighing a little bit more than i want that 187 that he ended ended the season with out there in oregon but he had 81 receptions he had uh 1000 
383 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, he's got game-breaking speed. Um, when he gets in the open field, there's going to be some clips posted of him that uh, when he gets loose, man, he's he's gone. Uh, he reminds Actually, me of Actually, if you like, Coach, I can share it right now. With the people share share a clip of Mr. Franklin. Yeah, share Here a clip. we go. Troy Franklin, this is Coach's number one guy right now. Over to take this position. Getting to work with Nick. This pass, beautiful. And it's Troy Franklin. Look at that speed. Phil Knight has already signed him up. <laughs> Track and field championships. This guy is a human blur. Watch him put Knight. Coach Bill Snyder. Let's get knowledge. Here's a deep throw by Nick. Got a man. Lost it in perfectly. It's caught. Streaking down the middle of the field. And in for a did you hear anything I was just saying about those videos? Nope, you were muted. You got on. I was muted. Now. I was muted. All right. So pretty much what I was saying in those videos is just how he has game breaking speed, especially when he gets into the open field. He reminds me a lot of a DK Metcalf in just his oh, that's a good size. Yeah. His size, his his ability. Like I said, he's got that game breaking speed. Um, just having a big wide out, and I think he'll come in. Like I said, a little bit heavier. You want to put on a little bit more muscle, a little bit more weight, because obviously playing in the NFL is a lot different than playing in the Pac-12, but was just always a really solid contributor for Oregon. Um, you know, Kane was a four-star recruit, uh, kind of lived up to the hype, um, and uh, he's just tall, lean, and strong, and uh, like I said, I think he'd be a great fit for Kansas City. There's there's obviously wide receivers like, yeah, I would love them to get Marvin Harrison Jr. or Neighbors or Ramon Ndunzier, but those guys are not logistically going to happen for the Chiefs. So I think in the second-tier receivers – there's a lot of there's like your Lad McConskies and your Keon Coleman's and a lot of guys like that that have, um, I believe, the ability to to potentially go in that position. But in my eyes, I like Franklin the best out of those maybe those second tier wide receivers. Um, so my next guy, which I think will I I will always try and do, uh, I think not this past draft or the draft before when uh, Travis Jones uh, went to the Baltimore Ravens in the second um, second round, I was all about him. D-tackle, he's from the University of Connecticut. Me and Brendan both from Connecticut. So I have a, you know, I got to rep the state. So I had to go with Christian Haynes. He's a guard out of UConn. Uh, real solid dude. You know, he back-to-back uh, -back All-Americans. He's one of the first UConn players to do that. Uh, he, you know, he came in as a two-star recruit and built himself up. You know, he's a big guy. He's 6'2", 318, really solid. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, experts say that he's probably the best guard in the draft. And I feel like with the Chiefs, especially with uh, Joe Tooney being getting older and his, his injury issue, and then um, Trey Smith, too, you know, we're going to have to pay him soon as well. And having a, a guy that can swing to both guard positions and potentially play tackle in a, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, emergency situation is ideal. Um, he just has the, so some of the, you know, looking at the cops and what some other people have said, he's just, he has a great feel for the game. He's an excellent run blocker, which is obviously important and solid in the pass game as well. So just a really well-rounded, very solid guard that will, I think translate very well into the NFL. He's, he's a hungry dude. Uh, when these guys, I think come in 
your JJ Watt. JJ Watt was a two-star recruit, right? These these ratings have some there's some validity to them. But if you're a hungry guy, like I know Haynes is, I mean he's 6'2-318, so I'm sure he's normally hungry. But what I mean in that is that he's going to continue to improve coming as a two-star to a team like Connecticut, who's not necessarily known as a any any not a football powerhouse by any means, but uh developed into a very solid player for them. He was a leader on the team and actually could have gone to the draft last year, but came back and was an all American again. So awesome on Mr. Haynes. And that'd be awesome to see him in a Kansas city uniform. Now the last guy I got oh, is coach. I got a little clip of Mr. Haynes even for those. Oh, yeah, all right. Dude, dude, those those old, line, old line guys. Yeah. Hungry dude looking for work. I love it. Hungry dude looking for work, and UConn didn't have a quarterback. They didn't really have, you know, Victor Rosa was about our only uh, offensive threat, and uh, so he didn't have a lot to work with. But he did. He did the best. He did the best he could. Uh, so now for my last guy uh, is Tavondre Sweat, defensive tackle from Texas, and this is a bit. I mean, beast. he's a beast. He is. He is a massive human being. Uh, you know, six four three sixty two. He loves that Texas barbecue and that Whataburger, man. He, I, you know, I can eat a lot too, but that dude would absolutely demolish me. Um, he's an elite run stuffer. Obviously, if you're six four three sixty two and you're not an elite run stuffer, there, there's an issue there. Um, <clears throat> so with that size, most offensive linemen are going to have trouble containing that dude on one on one situations, right? Uh, he's, he was double teamed a lot in, uh, in college and still was able to, uh, to make some plays. His numbers like are not insane, right? He had two sacks last year. He had 18 solo tackles, but he disrupted a lot. You know what I mean? Sometimes those stats don't necessarily, uh, coincide with the impact that the guy has. Uh, he's got a great football IQ, uh, believe it or not for his size, he's very athletic. So he's a guy that, um, you know, the more weapons we can have on defense for Steve Spagnola, the better. Uh, ultimately, I think Chris Jones comes back. Hopefully but having not. a guy like Devondre Sweat there with him may be a scary situation. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see if any of these guys ends up end up in Kansas City. But those are three guys that I wouldn't mind seeing Brett Beach and the Chiefs try and bring in to help go for this three-peat. And I just saw Sweat said he's going to weigh in at 365 and um, he's going to participate in every event um, at the combine. And he said that everyone's going to be shocked when they see the 40. So I don't know what kind of, he hasn't projected an actual time, but he says we're going to be shocked. So that, that'll, that'll be fun to see. Sometimes <laughs> when you get to see the big boys run, it is, uh, it's fun and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's comical. And you're like, wait, that dude probably just ran faster than me. So, right. Uh, like who was it? Tristan, it'll... Tristan Wirfs had like a ridiculous 40. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the tackle for the, uh, uh, the, the bucks. bucks. Yeah. Iowa guy. Yeah. And just, a, just an athletic freak. That dude could like jump out of a pool from yeah. like from standing from a pool. So yeah. And he's a wrestler. He's too, a so he's a mutant. Oh, and I got your, uh, your Tavondre sweat. Yeah. Clips so, there for you. Drop Here you go. Pulls him to the ground. So it's first down and 20. Brooks in the two and a half last week against Houston. All-America a year ago. Slovis in trouble and down he goes in the backfield. Tavondre Sweat gobbles him up.
saw in Dallas back in October. And trying to run Howard. Runs it. Howard. No! He won't nothing. Get it. Nothing. Nothing. What nothing. Yeah, yeah, so Sweat reminds me a little bit of a Devontre Poe, who was a, another Ooh. former chief. Uh, just a big guy, athletic, and uh, a good run stopper. Am I, are we, are you going to do yours and then we're going to do my sleeper pick, or do you want me to do my sleeper now? Let's do the, because Coach will have his sleeper pick, and I will have my most disappointing that they're not competing uh, pick. It used to be who I thought was going to have the best combine, and then they pulled okay. the rug out from under me, so we switched the title there. Um, I did have a question on um, who was your comp for uh, Christian Haynes? Did he have one? Christian Haynes. Um, Any pro comps that you thought? Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like it's easier, like a defensive player or a, uh, like, you know, D lineman or D end. Offensive lineman, we just don't necessarily think about all that much as far as comps go. Um, To be honest, I, I don't. I think he could be. Let's see here. I think you could probably be Joe Tooney esque. I just I'll just use that because that's someone uh, that I'm familiar with just in his build. And uh, you know, Joe Tooney wasn't a high draft pick. He was developed and continued to get better. You know, he went to New England uh, and got consistently better. And I and I think that'll be the same the same thing with Mr. Haynes. I think he'll continue to get better because that's what he's done since he's got to UConn. He's still young. Um, he'll get stronger. He'll get better. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll just throw Joe Tooney. That's a, that's a familiar name. So we'll just, we'll just go with that. That's fair. Um, you know, when, when you mentioned Troy Franklin, um, I hadn't looked a ton up on him. I was kind of, you know, keeping my eye on kind of the bigger wide receivers. who I think are at least one of them might go to the chargers. So that's not ideal for any, uh, AFC West fans here. Um, so I'm hoping like, you know, um, you know, Marvin Harrison and and neighbors and Romo Dunze are who I heard Chris Sims pronounce as Romeo Dunze. This is the season of mispronounced names of the combine in the yeah, draft. Yeah, that's so, only my job. Yeah, I know, right? Well, he got you on that. Romeo Dunze. Not so everyone out there, not his name. It's Rome Odunze. There's there's a break there, and then the O is part of the last name. So we'll work on that for for the future. Um, but yeah, so once I saw the Troy Franklin footage, uh, I thought. He almost looks like a more fluid runner than DK, um, yep. but big, big target, big size. Like he would never be a Giants wide receiver because he's over five foot ten. Um, so he's just a massive specimen, and I would really hate it if he went to Kansas City. So I just want to put that out there after watching those at fifty one seconds of Troy Franklin. I don't want any part of that um, <laughs> in the AFC West. So hopefully he goes elsewhere. And you guys just go with like a punter or something, and with a yeah. thirty-second pick, that we got great. punt. We got the punt god, punt god. And uh, I'm just act. I'm not ignoring anyone. I'm actively monitoring because news about the Justin Fields move uh, is possibly going to drop tonight. So mm-hmm. I've been waiting for. As we said in the last podcast, I think a lot of the moves we're going to see will will come uh, once the Bears make their decision. And if Justin Fields is gone, then. I have zero doubts they're they're gonna pick Caleb Williams. Caleb the Williams. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it looks like Justin Fields potentially could be going. The betting favorite is Atlanta, which I mm-hmm. think would be which would be cool for the Bears to do because that's where he's from and he could go home and lead a very young, good, uh, not good, but I mean the potential to be good if they get a decent quarterback in Atlanta as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. 
Um, and we and the, and the Chiefs obviously tag Snead, so that's good. We're right. depending on we'll see if he'll resign or if he gets traded. But uh, Chris Jones is a priority. That's Stone Cold Chris Jones is a priority. Hey, so all he's a priority stupid, for us too. Yeah, yeah. Funny, he he won't go to the, <laughs> he won't go to the, no no. He goes to you, like I said. I will buy you a Chris Jones Raiders jersey if he ends up a Raider. You got to pay for my Jaden Daniels one first, so uh, we'll get to that. Getting a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go. So obviously, but what what we're looking at right now is, you know, so the D line is going today. There's a lot of chatter around that position group. And it's interesting because they seem to be the opposite of a lot of the quarterbacks and the receivers. They all seem really hungry to get on the field in Indianapolis and compete in all of the position drills. Whereas we have our top three quarterbacks who are seemingly going to participate in nothing um, besides the uh, interviews and the measurables. And I think that's it. Um, so they're going to wait for their pro days. I would hope that we at least get something there. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go with three guys that I think could be on the Raiders radar for different reasons. I'm going to start from the bottom and work, work my way up. My first one is um, Blake Corum running back from Michigan. Uh, he's 5'8", 214. So obviously on the, on the shorter side, he's not like Jaquiz. What was his name? Jaquiz Rogers from Tampa Bay. Really? Jaquiz? Yeah. Yeah. Are, like you, are, five, you, are you the 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 five five guy that got drafted by the Cowboys? Um, oh, um, yes. Whose dad is a is a running backs coach or he's a yeah. coach of some sort for the for he was at Kansas Dallas. State. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah, so he's not that tiny, but he's definitely down there a little bit. So his uh, running back ranking fluctuates uh, as far as the the draft the the combine running back goes. I've seen him as high as like third or fourth, and I think I saw him at nine on maybe it was PFF's ranking. Um, he's definitely not up there with Jonathan Brooks, Texas uh, running back towards ACL, who's not going to be participating at the combine. He might do interviews, I would assume, but nothing else. Um, Corm's expected to run a 4-4. Um, he's kind of noted as having kind of below average acceleration, average speed, third round projection. I think if he participates in the bench press, that might help because they're trying to say he doesn't have a lot of power, which obviously in the NFL, you have to be able to block as well as uh, as as run the ball. Um you know, he was the the forefront of Michigan's success this year, which is great and all, but it's a completely different ballgame. And we've seen a lot of Michigan running backs not have much success in the pros. Um, and it's just a tough position to capitalize on. Uh, for his pro comp, I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert. If anyone uh, recalls Mr. Herbert there, not not a bad guy, decent. Um, I think it's a nice comp for Blake Corum. He might not be that good. Um, but here so we'll take a like quick look. at Amir White together? I've gone back and forth with Josh Jacobs. I have my own like personal feelings on the guy. Um, if the price, you know, if the price is right, then then keep Josh around me for another year or two. I know that the average for running backs is like either a one or a three year deal. Um, I think Zamir White really stepped up towards the end of the season. He looked good. He ran pretty pretty good behind. You know, our offensive line isn't top tier, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's struggling. Um, it's not the greatest area of need for next year. You know, I think that's the quarterback position. Um, so I don't, I don't actually think that like Blake Corum is the guy I would particularly want them to go after. I just could see them going into like a third or fourth round to grab a running back instead of like everybody wants, you know, Jonathan Brooks or the kid from, uh, where's it Illinois? I don't know. There's another running back that, that's up there. And, um, we got Brooke, Trey Benson from Florida state. Um, uh, yeah. The yeah. uh, the dude from Notre Dame too. Um, I can't pronounce the one that his last ran name. all over USC. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I just don't think they're going to go like their sec. They're going to use their second round pick on a running back. I'd be kind of surprised, but I could see Blake Corum being like a, a third round or even fourth round option for them to pick up. So here's a here's a little snapshot of the little guy. Corum with a hole down the sideline. Can he get there? Blake the great touchdown Wolverine. Thirty yards. Blake the great. You hear that, coach? Blake the great. Number 44. He's got to have this gap, but he jumps outside of his gap and he leaves the seam. In the so you see good, good vision, awareness, balance. Um, you know, he had a beautiful hole made from by his O-line um, on that outside zone run right there. But um, the, you can see the, the lack of acceleration right there. It's not um, it's not game breaking speed. Uh, four, four is great. We'll see what he runs at the combine with his with his four, four. Um, so that's my first one, Blake Corum, running back, a possible option uh, for the Raiders. I don't know if you had anything more on him. I'm going to say one thing on Blake Corum. Obviously, integral part in Michigan winning the national championship this year. He essentially came back, um, I think, this year because I think there was talk that he could potentially get drafted last year. But he was going to make more money this year NIL-wise than he was going to make in the NFL. That. So I think Corum is a, is a solid running back. Um, I don't know if he's going to be your your workhorse, but as we know, we need we need multiple running backs to 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 make things work. Ultimately, I think he ends up a Charger, but I could see him in Vegas as well. I think Harbaugh will draft his draft his son there. I think we're going to see more than one Michigan man heading to uh, L.A. Yeah, I would I would I would assume that that probably would be a th- a good good chance of happening. Yeah. Uh, so here's my my second guy. I'll just play the clip. Yeah. yeah. Penix from the pocket spins free, trying to mirror David Williams' creativity. Launches the end zone. Caught. No signal. Did he hold it? Utah great at forcing third down and longs. Penix with a shot down the. Michael Penix. Uh, from Washington, the quarterback. So, um, you know, 6'3", 214, big dude. Um, the big thing everyone's going to look at is the medical. So he went to the Senior Bowl, really didn't make any splashes there, opted out of the the game at the end of the week. Kind of, I, I think it hurt him more than it helped him. Um, he kind of needs a confident performance to change some people's minds, I think, at the Combine. Um, you know, throwing a lot of it was his intermediate passes. Like he's an accurate quarterback. He's got a good deep ball, the lefty thing, you know, I don't know about that. Um, but I could see the Raiders, you know, there's all these plans about us trading up and doing this and doing that. Um, I just don't know if it's necessarily going to happen. I don't know if he would be the guy for them, but, um, I'm not a huge Bo Nix guy. If I had to pick between the two, I think I would still go Michael Penix. Raider nation was clamoring for him. Uh, leading up to the national championship. And after the national championship, this guy's garbage. He sucks. This isn't the guy. We don't need him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Coach, you had a thought. Okay, so I had a thought here. And now, I, I was I, – yeah, I'm, I'm I like Penix. I think he's he's obviously solid. Uh, you know, two two knee surgeries. Um, Indiana transferred to, to Washington, obviously, and led them to kind of a, a great se- – a magical season, if you want to call it that. Uh, but – what what is he ranked right now, quarterback wise? You got Caleb, Drake, Jaden, whatever order you want to put them in. And then are you putting Penix in front of JJ McCarthy or 
I'm putting him in front of JJ McCarthy and I'm putting him in front of Bonex. So he would be. Okay. I, I think a lot of people are more. probably not going to agree with you on that. Um, I think JJ McCarthy is someone who could have a really good. Is JJ? He's he's going to throw and do his thing at the combine, correct? As far as we know, I think I think just the top three are the ones not participating. Okay, so yeah, I think JJ McCarthy. You know, we're not. He's not someone that we're. I think he could have a very big. Uh, if it's between me, between Penix and McCarthy, I think that that could. Depending on who, who do you like? Who do you like better, Penix or McCarthy? It's tough to McCarthy. say, man. I, I like McCarthy better because he has just been healthier. Um, you know, he's lost like what two games at Michigan. I think that he can continue to get better. I Penix, just the injury stuff is is very. The knees are just. It's they have two uh, knees surgeries. It's terrifying. And we but, took we took a, a defensive end with a broken foot. Last year, so why not go for a guy with a bad knee? You know, yeah, why not? It's natural progression for the Raiders, but uh, right, yeah. If I had to choose, you know, gun to head, I'm going to choose JJ. And these aren't, as I said, these aren't. I think you kind of went a little more with is what was the exercise was who, you know, you would want. And I think that these are obviously positions of need for the Raiders, and it's more like I could see them doing this and let Aiden O'Connell and and Michael Penix compete. Um, I that's not what I want to see. And the, the medical thing is terrifying to me. They said his, he passed his medical, but I want to hear more from the combine when they check into it again. Um, our boy Aaron Jensen, Penix is solid, but injury prone. If Jaden's gone, take Bo. He's a tough player and bodies toughness. I agree with that. There's just um, certain flashes I see from Penix that um, depending on how the offense is going to look under under Luke Getze, I think that he offers a, a pretty solid uh, competitive advantage for us. But if, I'm not saying you- that Bonix can do that either. What about this? If you can't get Jaden, would you be opposed to trading down in some more picks and then going to get Bo Nix? I wouldn't hate that. I'm I'm not going to be shooting off fireworks if it's Bo Nix. You, I'm not going to be shooting off fireworks if it's anybody but Jaden Daniels, to be honest. Um, but I'll I wouldn't be I w- I wouldn't like it if they took any of those guys at 13. I think all of them are reach at 13 if it's not one of those very top much three. so. And none of those guys are going to. So people talking about. If you like your guy, you take him. I don't believe that. I think even if 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 at 13, which I think they will be, Penix, Bonix, J.J. McCarthy are all available, don't take any of them until the second round. Yeah, that worked but, out really well for the Giants. So, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of that strategy. Um, Aaron, thank you for that, that comment there. Um, so then we'll go with uh, the last player who is essentially opted out of the combine as well. But it, this is my true number one, who I want the Raiders to select who they need to select, who they need to trade the house for. He's going to be there and do interviews. Confirmed he has a meeting with the Raiders, uh, which scared me for a minute because he wasn't initially listed as meeting with them. And people said, oh, well, he got his interview in the locker room at the Broncos game. Well, I want an official one. I want on paper. I want it videotaped because there's almost You want to no be a video. fly in the wall. Oh, my God, what I would give to do that. So here's my boy. Florida drops into his zone. Daniel's trying to run it. Look at that. Second and two. Daniels going deep. Looking for touch. He's got Thomas. Down to the 10. Blitz again. Daniels stands tall. Going deep. End zone. Touchdown. Brian Thomas Jr. Oh my goodness, coach. I could watch it for days, days on days on days on days. Um, so 
that's my boy Jane Daniels, JD5 to Vegas. That's the campaign. That's the credo. That's the mantra. That's everything until April 26th, 25th. I don't know. Um, when we see what happens. But, um, you know, so he's, he's 6'3", 6'4", 210 pounds. The frame is slight. We can't deny that. He's not Bryce Young slight, but he's just a, kind of a taller Bryce Young. Um, so we don't have the concern about him not being able to see over the O-line like we had with Kyler Murray. But we are concerned about his measurables. That's one of the parts of the uh, the combine that is important, even though he's not going to be throwing. You know, I wanted him to throw off that deep ball. People said he has a limited deep ball. You just saw him throwing 50-yard bombs. Um, they're critical of his sideline passing and consistent throwing. is 40. We wanted to see if he was going to fly. All of that is out the window until his pro day. I don't know when the LSU pro day is. I don't know if anyone out there has done that much research into it. Um, pro comp, I'm going to shoot for the stars here. I'm going to say he's Lamar Jackson light as our boy field Yates says i don't who who would you comp him to coach i told you who i comped him to to Was me he, he he reminds me of like a geno smith pat white combo i don't know if you mentioned geno smith before i saw jacoby yeah, Brissett, geno which i don't know how i felt about that um but uh yeah so geno, geno white you know what? So I was disappointed. Um, I understand Caleb Williams not doing anything. He's like the bona fide number one pick overall. Um, but I, I was hoping that Jaden would would put on a show and um, mainly just selfishly because I want to see see more of him. But this is kind of the trend we're seeing at the combine. And you know maybe he would have done so well that he would have uh, gone up the up the charts a little bit more and taken that second uh, quarterback position because right now I think he's sitting comfortably at third but that's starting to fluctuate a bit between um you know him and drake may and while we're on that subject at the last episode you said that you think drake may is going to be the most successful quarterback of the three Jaden daniels caleb williams and, and drake may you said caleb williams is or not caleb williams you said drake may is going to be the most successful quarterback in the league and then you and then you left me high and dry not not, not 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 in the league out of those three drake may is going to have the best career yeah, in the NFL, he's gonna have the best career yeah. in the NFL. So why do you think that? I his well, his accuracy, his arm power, uh, depending on where he goes. So I think there's a good chance that obviously the Bears draft Caleb Williams. You know, I've heard a lot of there's a lot of talk on the second pick. Will it be will the commanders go uh Jaden Daniels or will they go with uh Sam House, former teammate Drake May? I think he just got the, it just, it's honestly a gut feeling, man. I, I like the way he throws the ball. He seems calm, cool and collected under pressure. Obviously he didn't have many weapons last year in North Carolina, like he did the year prior where he had a great season uh, And Most people thought he was going to be the number one pick. I just think he's got the right, he's got the right head. He's got the right yeah. mindset. Um, some of these other guys might have better athletic ability as far as like getting out of the pocket and running, but I Drake may just something about him just, stands out and i think he's he's very joe burrow-esque i'm gonna leave it, it speaks at that. to you huh joe burrow-esque that's a good one joe burrow-esque all right well i i mean i can't argue with that he was kind of the, the first guy i was looking at until i i watched a little Fell bit more with jaden so hypothetical here the raiders straight up they get jaden daniels are you going to have a high-pitched scream when that happens when we're in the draft room with a bunch of other adults or how are you gonna handle that um, I think it'll be kind of one of those like, hallway intern. Yeah. One of those internal, like, I, I just need a minute. Yeah. And then you're just going to, yeah, go but, uh, but you, sh you probably should. Yeah. Right. You probably should follow me with the camera though. Cause I'll probably be losing my mind. Yeah. It'll um, be a good meme. 
Oh yeah, it could be. That's that's great. It'd be a good meme. Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, so you know that's where I'm at. You're going to hear me talk about Jaden Daniels until the draft, um, and we're going to be following kind of all, all the the ups and downs along with that. But you know we're not going to get to see um, him at the combine. But there's plenty of other guys that we keep an eye on, and you know for all we know, like like several analysts have predicted that you know the the Raiders could go D line and not go anywhere near a quarterback. The Chiefs could go offensive line and and handle wide receiver in the second round. You never know what we're going to get. Yep. So you had uh, your sleeper um, in the draft. You want me to play the clip first? Do you want to introduce yeah, your play the clip, play the clip. Of, of, the, of the combine? So here we go. An increasingly important part. Crush each other. I wonder if he knows it's up top. This time, good throw. And that's the first catch of the night. He didn't need that. McCord. Down the middle. Got it to the tight end. Breaking tackle. Looking Ohio State offense today. McCord to throw. Stover has. There he is, Cade Stover. Cade Stover. Uh, you know, it's funny. I initially thought his name was Chad. He looked like a Chad, but he is a kid. I can see that. Yeah. So Stover came to Ohio State as an outside linebacker, switched to uh, the tight end position in 2022. He had. Yeah, 2022. His stat, he didn't play much in 2022 at tight end. Uh, but last year he had, uh, well, 2022 he did, 2023. Obviously, this past season, the stats are pretty similar. Uh, the dude's big. He's 6'4, 250. He had 41 receptions, 575 yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, you know, he was on a very, uh, Ohio State had a very good offensive team. Obviously, we had Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, the running back Hendrickson, and then they had a couple other receivers there that I think are actually staying instead of going to the draft. They were all were going to be projected, you know, first, second day picks in and of themselves. But um, I think, you know, the obviously you got Brock Bowers, you got Sanders out there in Texas, and then there's a lot of openness on who that third tight end could be that comes off the board next. I think Stover, if he has himself a very good combine uh his you know his vert's good his his bench is good is obviously the 40 times what people care about the most um i think he could be a very solid pickup not necessarily the chiefs uh but he's got the build of uh travis kelsey-esque uh and he's still developing into the position so i think he could long term we have technical difficulties we have we have the kids uh uh breaking into the the live stream again but it's all good so, yeah, I just think Stover's got the ability to, to continue to grow. He's only been playing the position for a short amount of time, all things considered. Uh, he's got the athletic ability, you know, to go from linebacker to tight end. You got to have got to have hands, obviously, right? So uh, I think he can continue to be developed and, and be a steal, potentially late second, third round pick. Um, oh, you think he's going to go that high? I think he could. I think right now he's probably fourth or fifth round. But if you have, you know – a one of these combine studs freaks uh, who um, actually Troy Franklin was named by the athletic as a combine freak to watch out for oh, uh, God. Stover, I think could, could also be someone that does real well, the combine and, you know, helps his draft stock. Well, I like that. Um, I hope he's once again, not some, you said he kind of reminded me of Wes Welker. Was that the comp you had? Uh, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say Wes Welker, um, because Wes, Wes Welker is obviously a wide receiver. Um, right. Tight end. Hmm. A tight end. 
would be I guess he, he, he reminds me a little bit of like a, a better, not a better, but like a Noah Gray who still just needs development. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Noah Gray, maybe like a Mike Gilski, you know, the, the duties being the Dolphins. Uh, I just I just don't think his all of his potential has been tapped yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he could continue to get better. And just like I said, a good combine can help just raise his draft talk and get him on a good squad. Agreed. I like it. Um, so my initially, I had another player that I thought was going to just blow the roof off uh, the Colts stadium over there. But this player opted uh, out of all the drills, which I think is surprising and not all that smart. And here's a quick clip of my boy Malik Neighbor. DB can undercut it. Daniels slings it, caught by Neighbors. He's going to cut it back. Had a block for a moment. Gets away from a tackler and down to the 26-yard line. Daniels on first down. Going to take a shot to the end zone. And Neighbors comes up with it. Hunter Washington on the fade throw. This is a throw they haven't hit a bunch of early this season. But they hit that exact same play in this game last year on a fourth and three. So uh, Malik Neighbors, LSU wide receiver, uh, six foot, 200 pounds. He's fighting for the top wide receiver spot, um, you know, versus Marvin Harrison Jr. And then also with Rome Odunze, because we're separating the name. He is also supposed to run a 4-4. Uh, he's explosive. He's twitchy. He's got great ball control, great hands. Um, they ha- He has been criticized kind of like DK Metcalf, that his route tree is not as defined. Um, I thought he would have shown off in all these drills. He would have looked like a stud. He would have just terrorized the entire combine, and it would have been great. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to argue that Marvin Harrison should be the first receiver off the board, but I think that there's a real challenge with this guy. Um, you know, there's never going to be, I think, another true Tyree kill, but I think he has some similarities. He doesn't have the same blazing speed. He's not a 4-2 guy, but um, just the way he breaks out of his routes, the the like you watched, in, that was two passes, the separation um, he creates. Um, he's not a technician like Devontae Adams, but he's just a blow him up rocky free uh type receiver and he he's just a maniac so i pray to god the chargers don't get him if by some freak nature you guys traded up 30 spots and got him i'd vomit um the only time i'd be fine with Devonte adams being traded is, is if we were able to land Jaden daniels and malik neighbors together have like a little jamar chase joe burrow situation oh could you imagine anyways that that's a that's another dream world but I'm just really bummed he's not going to be participating. I think he's not – like, if you're comfortable being the second receiver off the board, that that's fantastic. But if you really want to be that number one, I would go out and show out because I don't believe Marvin Harrison's going to be doing anything either. Um, I don't think he's even doing anything on his pro day. Are you serious? No. Marvin, Har- Marvin Harrison's not? No. I think that's this what I read the, somewhere. This is getting uh, the withholding from the events. Like none of these top guys are going to the bowl games anymore. Um, they're not going to the senior bowl. They're not definitely not doing the East West shrine bowl. Um, now they're opting out of the combine. I saw six head coaches are not going to the combine because they don't like being bothered by media people looking for jobs or, you know, want to be scouts or want to be assistant coaches or want to be coordinators. They just get mobbed everywhere they go. The city's small. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's it's one of the NFL's prime off-season events. I look forward to watching it every year. Um, you and I, this is part of part of our deal. So I don't know. With these guys just not not showing up, it's a little off-putting. Like uh, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, 
couple other head coaches just won't won't be there because they think they could just watch these guys on on tape. And I get that, but I think there's something said to being in the room with these guys, 1, shaking, shaking their hand, kind of having a conversation with them. That's not a lot by handshake. I, I agree. And, and body language and, and all that, like you can watch, obviously we just watched a bunch of guys, you know, highlights here, but you want to get to know the person. And I mean, you'll have your, right. they'll have their visits prior to the draft. I mean, what, what do they opt out of those next? They get an invite from, from the chiefs and they say, no, I'm not going to come out. Yeah. You're not going to draft me because you have a 30 second picks. So you're not going to draft me. I just think it's wild. Um, but you know, I'm going to be going to be tuned in. I'm pretty excited. Um, to, to watch the guys that are there to compete. Um, I was listening to, this is another name I'm going to butcher. Um, Lua Lito, Lito, the defensive end. UCLA. Yeah. Um, he was just talking, uh, today how he's going to participate in all the drills. He idolizes Max Crosby. You know, we're likely not going DN, but just, you can tell like in his voice, how, uh, innocent or you're not innocent, but like hungry he is and and humble. He's humble. He's not in his hungry and humble. It's a good combo. There we go. So um, that's our combine preview. Coach and I are amped. I hope you guys are excited. Um, once again, rating the kingdom hoodies. The link is in the description from our boy at DC Four O Customs T. Hit him up. And if you're buying any tickets in the near future, uh, hit up SeatGeek. $20 off your order, promo code RTK. Our underdog code is going to come back when the football season comes back because um, I'm not doing any NFL betting right now, and no one is, and it's very sad, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'd like to throw out there, too, anybody who listens and then wants to comment on people they think will have a great combine or someone they're looking forward to, one of their favorite college teams. You know, Mr. Davidson was a huge Jason Bean fan. See what he does. But uh, yeah, just put put it in the comments and we'll, we'll be talking about it next time. For sure. And uh, we'll be bringing you some more episodes as, you know, a, that was early. Uh, we'll be giving you a post combine episode. And, um, you know, we were kind of hoping that this Justin Fields news is going to break uh, mid episode. It did not. So maybe that's going to be later tonight, tomorrow. Who knows? Up um, oh, and here we go. Wait, is this a credible source? Hold on. CJ Golson. Per source, Chicago Bears' Justin Fields is going to be traded to the Atlanta Falcons ahead of the 2024 NFL Draft. Sources confirmed that the deal is done. Fields is excited for an opportunity to be part of a talented offense for the first time. I don't believe this is legitimate. Just because that last line, for the first time. And then there's an edit of Justin Fields' um, yeah, this is not a CJ Golson is uh, a college football guy, but it's not a uh, Adam Schefter credible tweet. So they're just trying to get ahead of the news that is possibly inevitable. But I don't know if I'd call it that quite yet. Um, yeah. So that's not going to be live on our show tonight, but we'll see, we'll probably have another show if that's something that does happen because that's going to affect the rest of the draft order. Yeah, we'll do an emergency their- episode if it ends up being the Raiders. And I'll cry and cry and cry, and not for anything. Vomit live on camera. There we go, which I promised to do already because yep. you guys won the Super Bowl. I'm going to hold you to it. Wonderful. All right. We'll catch you guys uh, post combine or Justin Fields' emergency episode. Peace out. Go, Chiefs. Go, Raiders. And on that note. <laughs>